0: One day, while I was on my evening walk in the woods, I was assaulted by this stench, a stench that I can only describe as so bad, so rotten, so horrible that it would drive a skunk off a gut pile. And as I round a corner, there in front of me is the most hideous, most disgusting-looking beast I have ever seen. But I knew that this was a ferocious beast and would probably very quickly be able to ripped me to shreds. It had horns all the way down its back with a fistful of those needle-sharp points at the end of its tail. Its eyes were glowing green. Its nostrils were flaring red every time it breathed out.
1: That was Jerry Scheidel playing the role of an 1800s lumberjack named Eugene Shepard.
0: Hodag magic elixir water. Step right up, folks. This will cure everything. You, sir, you look like you could use a little bit of hair restore. You're follically challenged. Well, one bottle of this and you will be absolutely amazed.
2: We asked Jerry and his colleagues to tell us about the reenactment he runs at the fair.
0: And then we'd take them back into the tent and we would have a big wall there.
3: They would do their spiel about, you know, hey, we got the hodag here. It took us, you know, so much to get it and catch it and all that.
1: That was Tom. He helps with the reenactment
0: and then uh, I would send Junior, my partner, to get the hoed egg out. Well, the hoed egg was not coming out. Junior actually went right into the cage to drag the hoed egg out, and at that point in time, the big claw shows up over the top of the wall and grabs Junior by the head and drags him back
4: in. I come back and my shirt would be all ripped up and I'd be covered up in blood, so that we weren't able to show the hoed egg. It's much too wild.
2: Constable Jake Neal also known as Junior, Gene Shepard's partner in Hodaggery.
0: All they got to see was the claw, and the little kids believed it was still there. The parents knew they had been rooked.
1: (laughs) So what Jerry and his colleagues do is they reenact a fair show from the 1890s in a small town in the north woods of Wisconsin called Rhinelander. A timber cruiser named Gene Shepard put on a show around a beast he'd claimed to have captured, which he called... The Hodag. To this day, this one carnival event is still reenacted every year in Rhinelander.
2: We wanted to see why people in Rhinelander love the Hodag so much, so Sam flew into Chicago and we drove from my house outside the city all the way to Rhinelander, Wisconsin, the home of the Hodag.
1: Okay, Isabella, how do you feel about cryptids? You know, those mythical creatures like Bigfoot, Nessie, Mothman, that kind of thing.
2: Sam you know how I feel about cryptids I love those little guys (laughs) so much (laughs) I'm going to Scotland next year well I'm not but I was gonna go to Scotland (laughs) next year and I was so excited to go see Nessie I was gonna go all the way out of my way and you know I thought she would be there we'd wave but anyway now I'm not going to Scotland so I'll never see her it's kind of sad
1: I mean, like, honestly, it's a little bit funny to ask you how you feel about cryptids because I think everyone that knows you is like, oh, yeah, cryptids are like 10% of Isabella's personality. It's just like... Really? Yeah. Like, I remember freshman year, you had like a 20-minute whole rant about like your favorite Italian fairy tales. Like, oh, I guess the listeners don't know this. Can you describe what your honors thesis is about?
2: Early modern Italian fairy tales?
1: Yeah, so like, um, I don't think I've ever asked you this, actually, why are you interested in those stories? Do you think, is it because you feel like those legends are like, true, or? Um,
2: I don't know that it's that they're actually true as much as I wish they were, if that makes sense. I want to believe in things like the Loch Ness Monster, because I think, you know, the world in which they exist is just a more interesting world. That's the world I want to live in.
1: Okay, I guess that makes sense. Like, you would say that you're a cryptid appreciator, but like kind of an agnostic about whether they exist.
2: Yeah. I don't know, do, do you believe in them?
1: I mean, I, I don't think so. I feel like I'm more like a cryptid atheist.
2: For shame. Driving into the town, population 7,617, the first thing I noticed was the water tower. A big, bulbous tower with a snarling green creature underneath the word Rhinelander. In front of the welcome center, a statue of that same fierce creature greets visitors.
1: He's everywhere on t shirts, street signs, shop fronts, even police cars. If you can think of it, it's been Hodagged. Hodag landscaping, Hodag sandwich. Hodag Quick Lube, Hodag Moonshine.
3: And if it doesn't have Hodag in its name, it's got something they sell that has Hodag, even the restaurants, you know, Hodag Beer or Hodag, you know, uh grilled cheese sandwich, you know, <laughs> whatever it is. There's always something to do with the Hodag.
2: If you go to Rhinelander today, people are more than happy to tell you about the Hodag, and they'll talk about it like it's real.
3: They say the Hodag stole the colors from the sunset for his eyes. Tom again
1: from the reenactment.
4: They are approximately seven feet long, covered in dark green or black shaggy fur. They have the face of an elephant, head of a frog. They have stout, strong legs.
2: Kerry Bladorn, a town historian and hodag advocate.
4: I've seen an animal kind of lumbering across the road in the dark of night while I was driving down the road. This thing had a long tail and white spikes going down it. So yeah, no, I I believe I've seen a (laughs) hodag. They're more like protective creatures out in the woods, but don't worry—they don't—they don't—they uh, don't
1: eat people. They only eat white bulldogs on Sunday.
2: <laughs> Jake, known in the reenactment as Junior.
1: Some people tie the hodag into the lumberjack folklore extended universe, like Jill, who grew up in Rhinelander. Paul Bunyan abused Babe the Blue Ox so fiercely that when she died. They had to burn her for seven years to cleanse her of the profanity of her master. And at the end of the seven years, when the fire was put out, a fearsome charred beast arose from the flames.
2: One of the things that fascinated us so much about the Hodag was its creator, Gene Shepard, specifically the lies he told, well, allegedly told.
3: As a matter of fact, it wasn't until the Smithsonian heard about Gene Shepard and his Hodag and they wanted to come out and see this thing that he caught and uh, that's when he had to admit that it was just a, a tourist thing you know and all that because they
1: honestly thought he caught something they have never seen before so that's funny he got caught by the scientists he's like oh if you're going to want to see the proof i don't i don't know if i can do that okay so i i know that you said that you want to live in a world where the Loch Ness monster is real and like that's like a more beautiful world and all that but, like, what do you do when it's proven that it's a lie and that the Loch Ness Monster doesn't exist? I guess, like, to relate it to the Hodag, why should I care about it if, like, now we know it's basically just a lie and a hoax?
2: I just don't understand why it matters. I think that the Hodag is just as fun, even if it's fake.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess for me, I thought that, like, if it's uncertain and like ambiguous whether he's real or not. Then you can like choose whatever you want and even if it like might seem dubious, it's fine. But if it's fake, like fake fake, then it's just a lie and it feels like you're kind of just like fooling yourselves and fooling everyone else along with it.
2: We asked a folklore expert Lenwood Sharp that very question. Why were people trying to tell us they saw something that had been debunked a century ago? Were they fooling themselves or us?
5: A lot of these Creatures were created as jokes to make people believe that they existed. That was part of the um, humor in it. I don't know if anybody really 100% believes um, that the Hodak exists. Now, assuming you're not local to the area, I'm pretty sure a lot of people have told you that Hodak definitely exists, right? Vance Randolph, who wrote a book, We Always Lie to Strangers, and he was trying to track down stories that he heard. And he went up to a guy about a creature, I believe it was called the Orance. And the guy said, well, I haven't heard any of that here, but I think they might have stories about that up in Missouri. And what the guy was doing, he was spying Vance Randolph's license plate to see what state he was from. So you might just be getting had. (laughs) It's good fun for them. And this isn't new.
1: When I heard that, I felt like I was the butt of a joke and everyone was laughing except for me.
2: Well, I mean, there were a lot of lumberjack stories throughout history that were just like that. Um, you know, tall tales to fool someone into thinking something ridiculous. Um, you know, that was their sense of humor.
1: Yeah, I guess that makes sense that just that's just their sense of humor, but it, I feel like it doesn't make me feel better to know that that was just their sense of humor, you know?
2: Fair enough. But we can't just say that they're mean and tricking us without letting them explain. So we asked Jerry Scheidel whether it was just a cynical ploy.
1: Do you ever feel kind of cynical about the fact that it was, oh, it's just a snake oil salesman?
0: Oh, no, that's the the whole gimmick, the whole greatness of it, the whole fun of it. Hodag, magic elixir water, step right up, folks. This will cure everything.
1: Then we asked the owner of the Hodag store, Ben Burnell, if anyone comes in hating on the egg, cynical like I was.
3: I don't really get too many people coming in saying they hate the egg, but I do get some people, you know, come in and they, they try to like ruin my fun, I guess, when there's like, I'll try to say, you know, the hoedag a real creature, yada, yada, yada. And then they'll argue with me a little bit. And then I'll be like, well, Santa Claus is real, isn't he? And they're like, well, yeah, Santa Claus is real. I'm like, Well, then the hoedag can be
1: real. That's a new perspective. If the Hodag is like Santa Claus, it's not so much about the details. It's not about the hoax. It's about getting into the spirit of it. It's not a prank. It's a festivity. And all you have to do is play along. And by telling us the story, that's what they were inviting us to do the whole time, to play along.
2: So we decided to play along. We set out on a hike in the Rhinelander Northwoods, keeping our eyes peeled for green or black fur hidden between the trees.
1: Um, What are you, can you describe for the listeners what you're wearing on your head?
2: Uh, Yeah, I have a bright green hat. It says Hodag Hunter on it. (laughs) It has a light in the front to shine on. It looks like a miner's helmet. Yeah.
1: (laughs) We walked up and down the trails taking in the sky and the wind and the pines. Suddenly, Isabella heard something. I'd say- Did you hear that? What?
2: There was something in there, a little critter making noise. Okay. The like, leaves moved. It was just the undergrowth,
1: though. It's probably a squirrel. Yeah, I guess that's fine. Oh, a snake.
2: Oh, holy oh. s**t! Holy oh. shit. I almost stepped on that!
1: <laughs> oh <my God. sighs> I guess creatures you didn't think were there can be there.
2: Okay. So Sam, how did you feel about the hike?
1: It was fun! I like, I like going on hikes, so no complaints here, but I guess there was no hodag. that's like a notable absence
2: yeah no hodag. but I mean I don't know did you think there was still a point to it even though you know the hodag was never gonna be there
1: yeah I guess it was more fun than a normal hike because you have this conversation topic that you can do the whole time you can argue about where he would show up or you can like basically say whatever you want because anything can be true about the hodag. And the whole time, even though I knew it wasn't real, you start getting into the mode of like, wait, what if it is real? And so you suspend your disbelief for a while, and it gets mysterious and fun. I guess slowly, I'm I'm learning to see.
2: Yes, I am happy to have you join me in my hodag and cryptid loving camp.
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm
0: I'm pretty much there. I think maybe. Everybody knows it's a joke. Everybody knows it's a hoax. But you know, every once in a while, you can play along like it ain't, and then you can have a lot of fun.
2: Imagine trying to go up this hill on skis.
1: Yeah. Imagine trying to go up this hill on four furry green legs. (laughs) 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 There's something fun about making believe. But the hodag somehow gets deeper than that. It's what Rhinelander does best, and it brings people together.
0: As you can see I have a, I have a great time with it. It's just fun to do. It's And the people get a kick out of it because you never see it anymore. Communities don't have those little get-togethers that bring people together and make them happy. And that's what we tried to do.
4: I'm absolutely certain that if you go out into the woods in Rhinelander, you're safe. The Hodag will not attack you. On the other hand, I think the Hodags as alive as any other cryptid out there, these things just don't exist in the natural world. They exist in our beliefs, our customs, our storytelling. And at some level, the Hodag does become real because it's believed in so much and it's talked about and it's really there.
1: That was Chad Lewis, investigator of the paranormal and unusual. Jake Neal does something special to make the hodag real.
4: My friends and I do live action role play, and uh, we decided one year that we were going to do a egg hunt, and so we created an entire plot line for the, a fantasy LARP of just involving a hodag in it, and so we had everybody hunting for the hodag. And we put in all the lore, so we baited it with a white
1: bulldog and all this other stuff. This whole idea of the Hodag spirit reminds me of what Ben was saying about how the Hodag was like Santa. And he was right, but honestly, the Hodag does something that Santa can't. For Santa, you have to buy into certain things to play along, because it's based in Christianity and in a lot of American culture. But you don't need any of those things to love the Hodag. It doesn't matter if you have faith in Jean Shepherd, because no one does.
2: It's a sense of belonging that doesn't make you leave anyone out. All the silliness makes it so that the gates are wide open to whoever wants to be a part of it.
1: We take a pilgrimage of sorts. There's a slab of stone in the ground. It's nothing big and nothing special, except for the name it bears. Eugene Shepard. It is not unattended, not forgotten. On top of the grave of a man who died around a hundred years ago, stands a small plastic hodag,
2: staring into the shiny faux eyes of the hodag offering.
1: We understand.
2: The hodag is alive the t-shirts, street signs, shop fronts, and police cars, the landscaping, sandwich, quick lube, and moonshine, the memory of a man from the 1800s preserved to this day. All this is the Hodag living. Is the Hodag real? Of course he is. We're staring right at him.
4: Even at the end, when the Hodag was up, you know, the, the gimmick was done, He backtracked and said, yes, this one's a hoax, but obviously because the real ones are just far too dangerous. It's too dangerous for me to actually capture one.
2: Too dangerous for the world, but just right for Rhinelander.
1: Who are you going to
3: call? Hodag Hunters!
1: So Isabella, what does it mean to you to believe in the Hodag?
2: I mean, I think believing in the hodag means, you know, it means wanting to have fun. And it means wanting to appreciate this, uh, you know, big, furry, furry guy. And it means wanting to engage with this really fun, unique history of a really cool place. What does it mean to you to believe in the hodag, Sam?
1: I think for me yeah I think it's kind of similar to you like it's about the fun it's about being able to like lay aside all of your adult boring like no this can't be true self and embrace just the whimsy and the silliness and kind of get back into the same spirit that you had when you were a kid when you could just like go into the yard and play for hours
2: We asked these questions to everyone we met. Do you believe in the Hodag? And what does it mean to believe in the Hodag?
0: So, yes, do I believe in the Hodag? It's a lot of fun. And if you don't, you can't have any fun.
3: It means, you know, carrying on a tradition that our forefathers and the community set forth for us and our community to try to make it a great place that it is, and I definitely like the tradition of trying to carry that on with the beast.
1: I believe in wild places where hoed eggs can fully and completely hide without intrusion from humans. You know, let's keep let's keep some places wild enough where we can still have some mystery.
4: Ben and I like to tease that ho- hoed eggs are life. Um, it's just a part of our lives. You know, we live, breathe, sleep, love hoed eggs, and we never get tired of it.
3: I think it means having an imagination. I think it means having a belief in something that is the heart of your town. No doubt in my mind, he is out there. He is probably out there physically, but I know he's out there in the heart.
2: And see.
1: From San Francisco. This was Isabella Sirocco and Sam Waddams. <laughs> I
2: like how we were both like a wet for the mic. We were like, I have my silly little closing outfit. Too. <laughs> Thank you so much to limpid Shark for his wonderful resources on the hodag and fearsome critters. Check out the Lumberwood's YouTube channel and museum website to learn more about creatures like the hodag. A huge thanks to everyone we spoke to for this project. Lenwood with Sharp, Carrie Bladorn, Jake Neal, John Cantor, Jill Kuzmarski, Tom Barnett, Ben Brunel, Jerry Scheidel, and Chad Lewis. A
1: big thank you to our advisors, Dr. Tiffany Nyman, Laura Joyce Davis, and Alicia Crawford.
2: Music and sounds are provided by Blue Dot Sessions and freesounds.org.